As human beings, we spend a lot of our time stuck, mired in things like isolation and addiction, regret and resentment, bigotry and abuse. The list of things that weigh down a human life is lengthy and wearisome. But when freedom finally comes, it often appears in unexpected ways and from unexpected places. The Stuck Audio Project is about preserving and pondering those stories of liberation. We believe that by hearing and receiving the stories of others, we open our hearts to the forces of change. The stories you'll hear on the Stuck Podcast come from ordinary people, reflecting on their daily journeys with Christ. On the journey of life, some have come far, and some still have a long way to go. None of them are perfect, but all of them have had genuine tastes of freedom. Today's entry is from Laurel. She reflects on a time when the needs of a fellow human being drew her out of an introspective stupor and allowed her to experience the joys of serving an unexpected neighbor. As you take in Laurel's story, listen carefully to how her life story might be echoed in yours. A couple years ago, I was in graduate school, and I had a really bad week. It started with some bad news from a doctor, and then my car broke down on like Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I missed class, and by Thursday I was like fed up. I was like, the world is terrible, and I am over it. And I had to work on Thursday night, which was stupid because I didn't normally work Thursday nights, but I'd agreed to cover for someone a long time ago, and I had to do it, and I didn't want to. But I went into work and driving into work was super stressful because it was slushy and icy and there was sleet. And the whole time I was like cursing at my steering wheel because I knew no one was going to come into work and I knew they weren't going to need me. But once I got there, I wasn't going to leave because I was a closer. And so I finally got to work. And of course, nobody came in because it was a blizzard. And so we had like three customers And it's the middle of the dinner rush and nothing is happening. And so my coworkers and I start cleaning and rolling silverware and doing all the mindless tasks that we do when it's quiet. And in the middle of doing all our mindless tasks, a woman walks in. And instead of coming to the counter to order food at this restaurant, she went to the dining room and she sat down. And she had on like four different coats and she was carrying a suitcase and she did not look like our normal clientele. And so she sat down and immediately started to wail. And I don't mean slightly sniffle a little bit and is clearly crying. I mean a deep, keening wail, the likes of which is not heard in polite Midwestern society. And it was clear that this woman was in deep pain. And the people in the restaurant were getting very uncomfortable. The couple, three customers we had, my coworkers were looking panicked Like, how do we make this stop? What are we going to do? And (laughs) they all looked at me and I realized there was a reason I was the front of house person. Because in the restaurant world, you either work in the front of the house or you stay in the back for very good reason. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go talk to this lady. And so I walked over to her and I said, hi, uh, my name's Laurel. Could I sit with you? And she said, oh, yes, I would really appreciate that. Please sit with me. And so I sat down and I said, so what's what's going on? Do you want to talk about it? And she just started to like pour her heart out to me about 
all of this pain and frustration and agony that she was going through. I didn't say much. Honestly, I didn't need to. If you've ever been in a situation where someone just needs to talk, you don't really need to say anything. You just kind of nod and smile every once in a while and they will keep going. Uh, And so we talked for about 10 or 15 minutes and she told me all about her medical stuff that was really frustrating and her bus was behind schedule and she was really tired because of all the treatments that she'd been going through. And after about 15 minutes, there was a break and I, I got up and I asked my manager, do you need me to come back and work? He said, no, no, you go, you go over there. You keep her from freaking out. And so I got some bread and something to drink and we sat and we kept talking. After another, you know, five to 10 minutes, she said, I feel so much better. Thank you so much for listening. My bus is going to be here in a couple minutes. And, and I just, thank you. I just needed someone to listen and I really appreciate it. And I said, of course, you know, I, I work here. I'll be here. If you need me. I'm around. And she said, thank you. And she got up and she left. And I went back to my coworkers and they were all staring at me like I had two heads. And I was like, yes. And they said, how did you do it? How did you make her stop crying? Who are you? And of course, I could have told them all about how I was in graduate school to become a pastor. And listening is a pretty important part of being a pastor. And that I was doing an internship at a hospital and I was used to working with people who were struggling. And I could have even told them about how her struggles weren't that far removed from what I was struggling with. But I didn't. I didn't say any of those things because the reality was the reason that I was able to talk to her was because she was no different than me and I was no different from her. And as much as my coworkers were looking at me like I had some sort of special gift that I had just bestowed upon them and this woman, the reality was that I had received as much from her presence as she had mine. And I've never seen her again. She never came back. I have no idea what happened to her. I hope and pray that she had a good life and and continues to do so. But I remember her because in the midst of this horrible, terrible week, I connected with another person. And it didn't fix the stuff that was going on. I still had to shell out a bunch of money to fix my car. I still had to work with my medical stuff. I still had to make up my classwork. It didn't fix the problem, but it reminded me that I wasn't alone. And it also reminded me that I didn't need to be perfect and happy and firing on all cylinders to do what God had called me to do. And in the midst of my own struggle, I was able to be with another person who was struggling. And another person who was struggling was able to be with me. And I had been so caught up in my own problems and my own frustrations and my own anger that I had been spinning my wheels, more so than my wheels had spun in the snow as I tried to drive to work. And I realized that there's something about presence that really matters. And that for my faith, It didn't necessarily mean that God was going to fix all my problems, but God was going to be present with me in that. And I've learned that lesson over and over and over again in my faith. And I will continue to learn that over and over and over again. As I've done more and more ministry, I find that people get frustrated when they think that God's going to fix something and then God doesn't. And yet when we hear the promise of God being, I'm going to be present with you, God is present. And that was a moment where God was present with me not in this big, glorious, incredible, like lightning in the sky, burst of flame, 
but in just another person that was struggling. And I think about that a lot. I remember it a lot. And particularly when I talk to people about who God means to them, God was this woman. Yes, she showed up needing help, but I needed it as much as she did. And so that is a story of a time in my life when I was stuck and God showed up because that's what God does, even if it doesn't always make sense. Thank you for listening to the Stuck Podcast. We want to invite you to engage this material even further through the show notes below. There you'll find a series of questions, prompts, and biblical texts that will invite you to reflect on how God is at work in your life and to think even more deeply on the places where you might, in fact, be stuck. Thanks again for listening.